0: Oh, quit. <laughs> uh-huh. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, I'm moving tabs. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. I, I can edit this out. It's fine.
0: Uh, no, nah, we don't have to. to do Hi, guys. Intro. Hello, everybody. I'm currently just moving the tabs around <laughs> on my computer so I can see what I need to see. Because I'm still on my laptop. So I need dual um, screens, and I don't have dual screens. But I propped you up today. Can't you,
1: like, HDMI into a screen?
0: I could. It just has never occurred to me to do that, because I'm a big buffoon.
1: <laughs> uh, Mate, how you've been on your laptop for months now? Yeah.
0: Do I have an but... <laughs> HDMI port? I do have an HDMI port hdmi port mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what else is that what's that one? Oh, that's like a, a
1: display port maybe
0: no it's a micro usb why do I have a micro usb port okay that's, that's interesting all right i'm just exploring this laptop that i've had for like 10 years <laughs> That's a bit of an exaggeration, but it's... Like, I've had this laptop for probably five years, and I'm like, what ports do I have?
1: Mate. (laughs) Uh, I love you, but I question everything sometimes. I
0: I have a light that's got a CD drive on it, but there's no CD drive... Like, you'd have to use a USB drive, but... I have a light that's got a picture of one, and it's off. Obviously, that's weird.
1: I oh no, I I question everything. Oh no, yeah,
0: you can tell I'm really tech savvy.
1: And that's what that's what we've got your brother for, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, honestly, without my brother, I I would probably be an Apple user, like Mac.
1: Like, <laughs> look, all right, no joke. Once once everything at work gets sorted out and I get my promotion and I get that bonus check and I like redo my entire office setup. My plan is to for one like rebuild this PC from top to bottom because it needs to be done because it's stupid. But then I'm also going to get a separate recording PC. Mm -hmm. I say PC. I'm going to get a Mac.
0: Yeah i can see why because for
1: podcasting and everything else like it's quicker it's mm-hmm. smoother like they are not designed for games but they are designed for production mm-hmm. like as far as video and audio production like i this is the first time we've spoken about this on the podcast but your boy is fucked up with the youtube videos so um hi i fuck up it, it'll be fixed <laughs> soon i promise <laughs> i've got new art ordered but the amount of time it would take a mac to to render those versus what it would mm-hmm. take my PC to mm-hmm. render those and I've got a somewhat beefy card like it's still not outdated by any stretch of the imagination but what a Mac laptop could do compared to this is just miles different mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind and of- considering
0: we're like both of us together mm-hmm. are planning a bunch more video themed content mm-hmm. like it makes sense to make that investment. <clears throat> Especially because you have all of this D stuff that you're planning on doing, like with recording your sessions and and doing little like audio novels and stuff. Like I don't know. I yep. think it's cool.
1: Yeah. It's just like all of these projects and everything that you and I have planned. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I need better equipment to do all of this. Like I spent fuck eleven hundred dollars last year, like overhauling my audio setup. Mm-hmm. so it's like now it's time to fix everything else <laughs> that's a problem because it's it's a problem
0: yeah, yeah i have all the no. shit i
1: want to do and it like i'm hindered by time like i feel like that's my biggest constraint whenever mm-hmm. it comes to doing anything that you and i want to do is just the amount of time it takes to do those things Mm -hmm. Because it's not even the recording that's a problem. The script writing is kind of a problem, because again, idiot. (laughs) (laughs) The overall, like, it's just the production time that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Like, it's all the back-end bullshit that nobody wants to talk about, but I'm here to talk about it. Hell, Mm -hmm. I think Tails and I talked about it for a little bit whenever we were recording. It was just, like, the back-end of things, Mm -hmm. and which, by the way, if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. Go check out Tales of the Fandom, my newest episode, because it was fun. It mm-hmm. was a lot of bullshitting about life, but also we just talked a lot about podcasting and content creation. Because whenever mm-hmm. we first initially did that episode, there wasn't like much to talk about from a podcasting perspective. But then uh, David and I got to talking about it. And podcasting is very strange because it's just you and I shouting into the void (laughs) yeah and like we're incredibly blessed and grateful that people listen to this, (laughs) listen to us bullshit and talk about it but it's it's just it's so strange the Mm -hmm. just everything that we've went through with the progression of the podcast and everything it's just been it's been wild it's been fun but it's been it's been a lot different than anything I've ever done from like a content mm-hmm. creation perspective. Like it's been, it's been a huge learning curve. It's been a lot of trials, definitely a lot of like maybe missteps on my part or just like generally. On both
0: of our parts, I think we were both learning <laughs> how to, how to do this. Like neither of us have had a podcast before. It was a new medium for us and both of us, previously had specialized in kind of, um, live content, like, like you had streamed for a long period of time. Like I had done a lot of theater and stuff growing up. We were both kind of specialized in getting immediate feedback from whatever Mm -hmm. it was that we were doing. So we were able to, we're very good at adapting immediately, but we had to learn how to reflect and adapt after the fact and that was a new process for both of us
1: especially considering from an audio perspective as a lot of creatives are we hate hearing ourselves back or at Mm -hmm. least used to Mm -hmm. I don't hate it anymore because I don't view it as me anymore
0: yeah (laughs) I'm kind of the same way sometimes I'll I'll get little moments of cringe where I hear things that I've said and I didn't articulate myself in the way that I wanted to, but I don't cringe simply from the tone of my voice anymore because it doesn't, like, sound like <laughs> me to me anymore. It doesn't even sound necessarily like a voice. When you're editing audio, it just sounds like sound. And then and you're, you're not focusing on the voice itself. You're listening for, like, breaths or tongue pops or background noise or whatever. And then like pauses that are too long, you know, moments like that, that you can erase to clean things more than the actual content of the words itself. Although I've been editing some like audio for a different project recently and that I have to be, have to pay very much, very close attention to the content itself. And that has been very challenging as well. Cause I'm reading a book for a friend Jen, we've spoken about her before, and um, uh, e. yeah, E H Demeter. I always forget her pen name, um, <laughs> and uh, and I so I've been helping her with a audio version of her book, and that has been very challenging to hear back and make sure that what I'm saying is exactly what's written on the page. So that's a whole different ballgame.
1: Speaking of. <laughs> This, this is going to be incredibly outdated, because we're two episodes behind on uploading this right now. That backlog is filling, but <laughs> funnily enough, um, Jen's going to be streaming this Wednesday. You should, uh, you should totally pop in, because Jen's going to teach me the alphabet. Because <laughs> she was streaming last week, and she was streaming her like riding sprints or whatever mm-hmm. and she she was she was very openly writing smut <laughs> and so it was funny because she was like hey if you guys are sque- or squeamish or whatever like don't read along and I was like I can't fucking read I'm here for the shenanigans <laughs> and so we just started bantering back and forth it's just like fuck it we'll teach Brad how to read next week <laughs> oh that's funny <laughs> So, no. so she's,
0: she, I think she's still, I'm a little milk dud on Twitch.
1: No, she's the darling wordsmith.
0: Uh, uh, what is she? I'm a little milk dud on. She has so many names.
1: <laughs> she, like, well, she, she used to be a uh, little milk dud and then she changed mm. it to the darling wordsmith. Mm. And it, the first time she went live like three weeks ago, and she went live by accident. But I saw the Twitch notification pop up because I was looking at my phone at that particular point in time and I was like, wait, no the fuck, she's not. (laughs) And then a few days later, she actually went live for the first time and I was like, who the fuck are you?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, so Jen is a, uh, she's a longtime friend of the podcast, uh, pre-podcast. She um, is an author So you can find her books under E.H. Demeter on Kindle or Amazon or I think Kobo, whatever kind of reading platform you're on, you can find her. Um, I think she also has a website. You can just go and buy her shit off of if you want to. Um, She does write some fantasy. So if you uh, enjoy fantasy novels, you can go check her out. Or she's on Twitch at The Darling Wordsmith. And yeah, she is a longtime friend to both of us and um, loves anime. She recently just sent me a picture of, um, she went out and bought like 10 new volumes of My Hero Academia. So she's
1: she's (laughs) like,
0: could see my like chunk. She like pulled out a Dollar Tree bag and I was like, "What are you going to Dollar Tree bag? And she like whips out this stack of manga that's like (laughs) 10 mangas deep. (laughs) And she and she was like, my uh uh she said that her daughter, she took her daughter out to go and buy them with her and they had like a mummy daughter day. And she was like, you can read these, but these are not for you, okay? These are mom's books, <laughs> you cannot touch them. You can you can look at them, you can be nice to them, but if you dare ruin them, I'm
1: ruining you. Like <laughs> And you uh, know what the thing about it is though? It's funny because I knew her daughter was a big fan of mm-hmm. My Hero because I actually did a uh picture of her in a UA uh school outfit next oh, to cute. Deku. And then I think I put like her favorite Evolution on it as well, maybe. I don't know, it's been a long time since I've done mm-hmm. that piece of artwork. But I actually did that. Um, hang on, I actually want to find that. Give me one moment. But, um, yeah, I, I did not know that Jen was that big of a fan, though. So that's a new piece of information.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jen has always been kind of bugging me for manga and anime to watch um, and to read. So Well, as we much as have... she
1: loves fantasy, there's she a does. really good one Uh this week, yeah. in what we're she covering, she
0: would love, she would genuinely adore this week's um show.
1: There we go, that'll show up.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's cute.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a thing. fuck Off, mm. <laughs> um, go away. Actually, that's David. Yeah. Love you, David. But no, <laughs> I'm recording. Why is my sound on? <laughs>
0: uh, um but yeah what what else is there to speak about in fantasy oh um I was sa- saying to Brad earlier that I got a paper sample through from a company because I've been thinking about doing my own prints of my artwork for a long time but I never knew really how to produce them um and so I've been doing a bunch of research and I finally found a company that I was like I think they're a pretty cool company to get prints from Um, And so I ordered a paper sample from them for for free. And they sent me this wedge of different papers. But in amongst them, they also had... I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it out of the stack.
1: Excuse the coin. You can do it. I believe in you.
0: Um, They also had a satin sticker and a vinyl, vinyl sticker sample. Um, And they're both really nice, but I can feel them and I think the vinyl sticker is nicer and it's like a legit peel-off sticker. So um, we were talking about it and uh, we're probably going to go and send off for some stickers of Tilly in both her human form and her um, anime pup form. So we are hoping to get those back soon. Um, and then we'll let you know when they're live on our website. And if you would like to, um, support the podcast, uh, you should be able to either check out our, I don't really know where we're going to put them. We might put them on like Instagram to sell them through there, or maybe we'll make an Etsy account. We're not entirely sure on how we'll actually go through the selling process yet, but they will be stickers, um, that are here in Canada and uh, you'll be buying them effectively from my house and I will be shipping them out manually. So if that's something that you're interested in, it's not going through a huge company other than to like make them. Um, but the design is Brad's Brad drew them. And then, um, uh, then the money will go back to brad because brad has spent uh, so much money on this podcast so far so we're gonna try <laughs> even out his bank account and then and then go from there into making a profit so um so if you want to support brad directly for his amazing artwork and um then the funds of the podcast um, we will let you know when those stickers go live
1: 100% of all proceeds go to uh, building blue, a new PC fund. None of those funds will go towards me. <laughs> well, I, no, I don't, like, to I be don't honest, need money, okay? I'm good. I willfully spend the sheer amount of money that I've spent on this podcast <laughs> to support us because I, for one, like, I will never ask you for a dime. <laughs> but also it's just like uh i don't know like i i don't technically have an excuse because there's part of me it's like i broached blue with this topic so therefore i should carry the burden but also i it's not a burden i don't give a shit nothing has changed i've the costs have not changed in the like four years that we've been doing this now <laughs>
0: Well, what we're going to do is, this is the plan, okay? I'm getting this. In recording, so pay attention, (laughs) because what we're going to do is we're going to pay Brad back for his new Mac to edit the podcast, because that's a podcast investment. Okay, edit all the videos. (laughs) And my laptop functions. It works. We can record it. I still have... My mic, my webcam, we're fine on the laptop. It works. So but we'll get
1: back to Think about all look, okay, that will fully be funded through job. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. We, for some of our recording ideas, we need to get you back up to, you know, recording standards, because I think back to our roots would be so much more fun if we had your gameplay too, not just mine.
0: well we'll see what we can do with that but also (laughs) then we are going to be recording our trip to japan brad and i were literally just talking about our trip to japan japan before we were recording um today and we're planning it for the end of this year we're going to vlog the whole thing um and then make a series of videos based on the content around japan we'll probably do like one vlog a day worth of content and then release them like every I don't we don't know how long we're gonna be gone for exactly yet, but if we're gone for like 12 days or whatever, then we'll probably upload about 12 vlogs from it because you'll be getting content that Brad's recorded plus content that I've recorded and then we're gonna mush them together and then release them on the YouTube channel. So that's all happening. So funds from those stickers will also go to funding the Japan trip so that we can do more cool stuff to show you more cool things and uh make you all jealous because obviously who doesn't want to go to Japan
1: <laughs> yeah especially you asshole neighbors we we're going yeah. to Tokyo Disney while we're there because I <laughs> refuse to not rub that in Bree's face <laughs> yeah
0: but we'll see if we can figure out uh depending on where you can purchase them from some places let you leave like reviews or comment boxes and stuff with your purchases. So if this is something that you decide that you want to do and you want to buy a sticker and you want that sticker to be used for a specific location in Japan or for us to do a specific video or for us to record um, an episode of a specific anime or whatever, we will consider it if you put it in the comments box.
1: We... We really do need to set up like some sort of Discord or something for the podcast. Yeah, we're it's working like on sort of... on it.
0: We are working on it. It's just health has been a thing for both of us for the past like year. Yeah. <laughs> so, I,
1: I I was just telling Blue before this, uh, my health has been draining my bank accounts since the start of the year. <laughs> oh american yeah. insurance cycles literally restart on january 1 and my health shit started on christmas eve so i held off as long as i could now that the year started it's like all right let's run through all of brad's money and all of brad's insurance money <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> so and we're having and a great uh, time out here <laughs> it's oh yeah yeah and then uh, i uh not my bank account because I mean, well, yes, my bank account because I can't work the way that I used to work, but not my bank account in the sense that Canadian healthcare is um, like my neighbors are helping me with it, which is great through taxes. I appreciate you, neighbors. <laughs> um, I will help you out with my taxes in the future. Um, <laughs> uh, but mentally, this mental this health. Thing has been probably the biggest challenge I have gone through yet Um, and that's coming from someone who dropped out of high school because of their mental health like this Mm -hmm. year has been a real challenge like the loss of your dominant hand
1: I was going to say not only that but the loss of effectively like one of your greatest coping skills through the loss of your dominant hand like that's Mm a That is a huge blow in general, but especially to mental health, because for Mm -hmm. people that deal with anxiety or depression or anything like that, our escapes are incredibly crucial Mm -hmm. to us as individuals. So I I can 100% understand as to why that would have affected you to such a degree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I... uh have had a real struggle trying to find other ways to effectively have those coping mechanisms because these are like coping mechanisms that I've had for a decade you know they're like and on top of having anxiety and depression like Brad and I both have ADHD and so habit forming and finding like rhythms and routine is almost impossible so when you find an effective coping mechanism actually implementing it is a whole other challenge. So when you finally get to the point where you're able to effectively implement a coping mechanism and then it's become like so like reliable for you for a decade and then that's gone even if it's planned like it was I knew it was going to go but I was expecting to be recovered within 2 months and it's been like nearly 8 like, it, this is, yeah, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I have an appointment to see my surgeon tomorrow, so we'll see how it goes. But, um yeah, this, this year, past year for, yeah, both of us and the beginning of this year to start us off has uh, certainly been interesting. But we have very recently, like we spoke within a, I think it was the last episode or maybe the episode before, we spoke about how, we we're feeling quite refreshed right now um and so like we talk about all this heavy stuff but like genuinely at the moment we kind of have a fire under our ass and I don't know if it's just like the new year new energy like fresh clean vibes whatever but like something has really sparked us to find a lot of excitement in the things that we're doing again and so like I I know that The both of us are just looking forward to what this year brings. So I hope that you'll enjoy following us along on this journey. And if you have any, um, like, ideas of your own for how we can expand what we're doing and um, or, you know, change up our content or whatever um, in, if you have any thoughts, we would love to hear them. Um, And we're, yeah, I don't know, we're just thankful and excited and you know kind of in a bit of a sucky vibe but like on the end of the sucky vibe like we're Mm -hmm. like we can see the light out of the sucky vibe and um and i think that's been a fairly universal experience for the world recently like the past few years have just felt like we've lost uh part of our our time on earth you know Mm -hmm. like
1: COVID uh, really yeah. put an incredible damper on things. It put mm-hmm. an incredible damper on like not just plans that you and I had both individually and together, but um, like just in the world in general, like it just affected mm-hmm. so much. And then things have just kind of been cascading from there mm-hmm. to where, you know, like we've talked about the end or pretty much the the last half of last year with your surgery and everything i know like that kind of put a huge uh strain on like what we've done here inadvertently mm-hmm. because like you said you had planned on being healed up in a couple of months and everything just kind of cascaded into affecting things and then i got burnout. Mm -hmm. incredibly badly towards the end of the year to the point to where and it was one of those kind of like self-induced spirals of like i was burnt out i didn't want to say anything to you and then (laughs) i was struggling because like fuck oh no things aren't getting done oh no and then it just kept spiraling (laughs) worse and Mm -hmm. worse and worse but then finally it just got to the point to where like i'd gotten the mojo back and it was just like okay let me just start with an episode and like kind of ease my way back into it. And I did. And like I said, just listening through the episodes, like it like I was laughing along with the bullshit that we were talking about. And it was just like, okay, this is fun. Like I I don't know what about it just kind of struck the spark with me, but it's like, okay, I remember how fun this is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just like, okay, I can do this do this we can get back through this and then of course working on the D stuff with you it's like that just kind of helped things because it's getting my creative spark back and then now that my health is finally getting to some sort of semblance of normal it's just like okay new normal new me healthier me now time to get healthier mindset and just go 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 go
0: yeah yeah i I mean we both have I don't even know what I'm saying like I feel like it, <laughs> i I feel like we've just been through a fair amount recently, you especially very recently, and um i I don't know I like we' just we're just turning over a new leaf and it feels kind of like the beginning of a new chapter, but also kind of the like continuation of who we are like it's still the same book, just new chapter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um yeah and uh and i'm just really looking forward to it i'm i'm looking forward to um expanding what we have and um and yeah i don't know like i i feel quite inspired right now and it's like i don't know what necessarily triggered it but it's i will take it let's go for it
1: take your d6 of bardic inspiration
0: yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to roll <laughs>
1: Oh uh, shit, all my dice are out in the barn. I can think I cannot assist. <laughs>
0: uh right, really? I learned the bard song on the tin whistle earlier today.
1: Oh, did you?
0: From Baldur's Gate? I think
1: Oh, the
0: Let me see if it's in my sheet music. Because my sheet music is on my phone because I am Yeah, the Bard Song in the Forest and I think it's from Baldur's Gate. Oh. That that was fun to learn.
1: Love Baldur's Gate. <laughs>
0: Yeah, mm. um, i adore that game. Should we dive into the actual anime then? I feel like we've rambled for like a hundred <laughs>
1: minutes. Uh, it, it's only been thirty. It's fine. It we are literally on track for every episode <laughs> that we do. Fair. <laughs> oh, but yeah, Freyrin, uh, gonna be real hard pressed to beat this for anime of the year this year. <laughs> because god yeah. i adore this anime so much
0: the the past couple animes that we've watched have really set the bar for the year
1: i did that on purpose by the way
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, cuz um Freiren is just it's just the epitome of a perfect fantasy brain tickle like if you're a lord of the rings like hobbit kind of Girly, you can. Girly is universal. Okay, girly is gender non-specific. They would um, do. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude and girly, they fit everyone. Yep. Um. Then this is your shit. Genuinely, it's it's not an isekai, but it doesn't. It absolutely. It's like I'm so glad it's not. It's.
1: Yeah, it's. it's- In a world oversaturated with isekai, this Mm. is the shining beacon of what we needed. Because it's not an isekai. It's literally just a fantasy adventure drama Mm. that is absolutely incredible. It's about an elf who is trying to find the meaning in humans' short lives Mm -hmm. just a little too late. And... yeah. With that bit of information, like, watching through the show, like, this show tugs at my heartstrings, like, with every flashback. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, it's giving me Violet Evergarden vibes in a way of, like, trying to figure out how to process emotions. And, like, Mm -hmm. as somebody who has, like, tried to figure out, like, how to process, like, certain emotions and things in life, it, it very much... Hits home just in like a very different way, but the writing is incredible, the story is incredible, the animation, Sakuga, all of it, incredible. Ugh. Yes. Good, 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 good show.
0: It's so. It's very Violet Evergarden coded. I agree with you there. It has that essence of um, naive wonder and exploration of the meaning of life throughout it that Violet Evergarden has. Um, there's quite a few parallels that you could draw between the two, but this tickles my fancy just a little bit more. I've had my queries <laughs> and quubs with, with Violet Evergarden in the past, um, and where Violet Evergarden has those steampunk elements to it that makes it so special, this has those um, true Lord of the Rings feeling fantasy moments throughout that is just so like classically fantasy Mm
1: -hmm. that
0: I adore. I don't think like, I guess some people could see this kind of genre as um, commonplace, but to me, this feels like the epitome of fantasy within anime. It's the, um, the gentle color palettes, the soft voices, the, um classic character roles of your dwarven warriors and your um uh immortal elves and well not quite immortal but like very long lived elves um your humans um your priests it's your classic D&D party you know and um set in a world that very closely resembles earth except with this level of magic it's got that real medieval feel to it the music throughout is incredible with the whistles and bagpipes and fiddles that are placed through in and they are very enhancing of the experience of the show and there is a like key piece of music that is specifically used throughout certain scenes and it's done incredibly well The progression of time throughout this show is also another thing that I think is um, very well done. And, uh, yeah, in in general, I highly recommend that you give this anime a watch. It's still airing. It's just the first season. There's, like, 28 episodes total. And I think they're on 15,
1: 16 Uh, right now. Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah. So... um, Yeah, it's going to be out for a few more weeks yet, so catch up if you haven't already started it, although by this time this comes out, it'll still be airing, but it'll be um, probably episode, like, 20-ish.
1: Three weeks Um, ahead of whatever we just currently discussed.
0: Yeah, so um, make sure that you... Give this a good watch um, and let us know what you think of it. All of the comments on Crunchyroll are glowing reviews. Also the humour. There's a lot of really good humour throughout the show uh, and a lot of really good running jokes that are interwoven within. So it does have a comedic element. It sounds sad from the description and it does have an element of being consistently bittersweet, but it's so elegantly done and there are fantastic notes of humour throughout that. Uh, it's not one of those shows where you feel perpetually sad watching it and drained because of that so mm-hmm. yeah that's it my is. overall view
1: yeah I'll I'll kind of savor my glowing bit for the end but I mm-hmm. I have one kind of point to be made I guess whenever we get to the ratings but I'll I'll, I'll save that to the end because I yeah
0: yeah Um Yeah, so PG-13, currently airing um, very much a PG-13. I feel like that fits it very well.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, nothing too overtly sexual or overly violent or anything like that. There is a good bit of blood, but again, it's anime. Like, nothing too outrageous or anything like that.
0: Yeah, and the, the jokes that are sexual are subtle and would very easily go over um, somebody's head. There's one in particular that is subtle enough where you would miss it even as an adult if you're not paying attention. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the humour that it is in it um, that is sexual or content in it that is sexual is all humour-based, usually, I think, pretty much consistently hum- uh, humour-based. And yeah. um, is... Not very overt, so if you are watching it with someone who is younger or just more innocent in that aspect, uh, there's a good chance they'll just go right over the head and they won't know what's going on. Yeah, chicken
1: hats. Um, yeah, j- chicken hats.
0: Chicken hats. hats. Oh, forgot to say this is Madhouse. Did we say that?
1: Uh, we did not say that. Madhouse, uh, written by Kanahito Yamada and mm-hmm. directed by Kichiro Saito. Yes. And it's a shonen, and it 100% is a shonen.
0: It's so good. It's so, so good. So, um, did you want to kick us off, or do you want me to kick us off on the...
1: Uh, pretty <laughs> much, as far as kickoff goes, it's literally just getting to know Freyrin and her, like, trying to, I guess, figure mm-hmm. out her feelings after having traveled with the heroes party for 10 years and then she ends up breaking away from them after they've defeated the demon king like all of this takes place like after the big battle for Mm -hmm. the world has already taken place and then Freyron being almost a thousand years old by the time she meets the heroes party and then goes off and does her own thing like for us what seems like a huge significant amount of time to her she just like she's like yeah i'll leave for 50 years and i'll be back to see you all in 50 years and then she comes back and um sees email the hero on his deathbed as an old man and has mm. to comes to terms do what
0: very shrunken old man
1: yeah yeah very very shrunken old man And has to pretty much the whole story is like her coming to grips with that and coming to grips with humanity and their short lifespans compared to her seemingly endless Mm
0: -hmm. lifespan.
1: Because it seems like in this world, like elves live for thousands of years. Like I know in D and D time, it's like elves typically live to be around a thousand. And that's what I was figuring. But whenever you meet another elf later, the elf is like, yeah, I'll see you in like four or five hundred years. And it's like, oh, shit.
0: And he calls her young. And at that point, it's been established that she is over a thousand years old. Yeah. So, so it's like, um,
1: oh, oh, damn. OK.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's such an interesting concept for a um, for an anime, for a manga. The idea of elves having such different lifespans to um the rest of their party members is something that has been breached before at least i've heard it being breached before in different dnd campaigns but nothing um has been produced to this extent that i'm aware of around this concept and it is it's the wolverine effect you know like it's it's something that you've that that is i don't know like it's it's a devastating concept to um find people that you care about, that you love, um, that become your family, that you go on this great adventure with, and then they leave you behind in their death, but they've lived a very full, happy life. And in this concept specifically, we have Freyren who just didn't... She couldn't conceptualise that because, it, like, she just, just... It wasn't, like a priority for her. it wasn't a thing she was so used to her own way of life that she couldn't step out of her own brain to see you know the wood for the trees and so now she's living her life in retrospect and trying to come to terms with everything whilst still gaining and um learning to maintain these new relationships with new humans that she's going to soon outlive as well and uh and she's raised these humans that she's now around you know she's yep. been with them since well for for Fern specifically she's been with Fern since she was what like 10 like something
1: like that yeah yeah i think at this point um, like she's been traveling with freyren for eight nine years now
0: yeah she's like 17 now i think she's like a no, year or two younger than
1: stark i was gonna say i is she i thought she was 18 because that's whenever fern got her the or frayren got her the hair clip
0: maybe maybe she's I thought that was
1: her 18th birthday I, so i thought like she I was older than yeah. stark but not by like, much maybe they're by pretty a much months. the same
0: age yeah
1: yeah it's somewhere very very close in there mm-hmm. but yeah she's been traveling or the the two of them have been traveling for well not traveling because i think she spent Three years at uh, Hater's place, mm-hmm. like trying to copy the Grimoire. Whenever in mm-hmm. reality, Hater was manipulating her into <laughs> taking Fern under her wing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think that was such a smart. Um, that was so that was so well written to have, like Hater become a father figure for Fern. Or grandfather figure, I suppose. And then um, and then have him in his last few years of life slowly deteriorate whilst giving Freyron her next member of family and mm-hmm. also giving Fern a home. Like she they they both needed each other and he saw that and was the vessel for it. Yeah. And I don't know, I just thought that was so well done.
1: It was. It was incredibly well done. Everybody's over here playing checkers, and haters playing chess.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's so interesting seeing how the um they they displayed the passage of time through society with these um, statues of the heroes because um, Freyran's original party went and defeated the demon king, and so they're. They're like world-renowned heroes. And so she's traveling now um, and she's seeing these statues that are like overgrown and worn down and festivals that have come and gone and people that are now forgetting. And she's re-sparking that memory within these people as she's going, but she's doing it almost entirely unintentionally. She doesn't realize how she's still getting them to remember through her general passage you know
1: yeah she's she's doing it to try to figure out like how humans perceive her and them mm. whilst simultaneously like sparking that in the people around her whenever she visits these places of like oh shit that's her like she's she's part of the heroes party like this needs to be celebrated like she's come mm-hmm. back
0: yeah And one of the things that I found that was very interesting was that they basically, um, like, elves are described in this as going almost extinct because they have no romantic or sexual, like, urges, basically. They have no feelings in that way um, within them. Like, they they aren't necessarily capable of those feelings. But um, it's alluded to that Himmel very much cared for for Freren in a romantic sense. And she... Like, doesn't... She's not aware of that at all, Mm -hmm. really. She cares for him, and that's clear. But she doesn't understand the feelings that she has, and they aren't romantic for her, because she's incapable of feeling romantic feelings. So, it's this... And he knew that, which is why he never... Like, like asked her to stay or anything. Like, he was so respectful of her lifestyle, and it left him, like, just waiting for her to come back for 50 years.
1: Mm-hmm. That was literally just what he was waiting on, was for mm-hmm. her to come back before he passed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Story's good, man. It's so so good.
0: It's so good, and it's so, like... There's
1: there's really only, like, a... Yeah, for real, though. Like, whenever you sit down and think about it, like, human lives are so incredibly short in the grand Mm. scheme of things. Like, in the entire grand scheme of things, we are beyond insignificant... Which is both terrifying and also incredibly comforting mm. in a way. Like, it's, it's scary. It's incredibly scary, like, how close to home a lot of the feelings in the show hits. But it puts, yeah. like, a really good perspective on the things. And especially for the people that have, like, contemplated, like, morality and, like, the whole immortality side of things. Like, this show is 100% a, like, eye-opener of, if immortality was possible, I certainly wouldn't fucking want it.
0: No, I wouldn't wish immortality on my worst enemy. Like, it's... No. You would go beyond crazy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Because it's it's one thing to you know lose loved ones in life like we all have but to have that Mm. happen time and time generationally that's that's just terrifying that is beyond terrifying Mm. to have that wished upon anyone
0: yeah and with true immortality you would outlive humans and then what
1: you would outlive the inevitable heat death of the universe
0: yeah Like
1: that, yeah. Like that's uh...
0: outliving your planet, outliving your like your species, your planet, your your solar system. Mm -hmm. Like, mad. Yeah, that's the whoever says that they want immortality. Whenever you ask them, like, what superpower do you want, and they choose immortality, they haven't
1: thought that through. No, they they legitimately have not thought that through whatsoever.
0: But yeah, I don't know. I guess this just this show also came at a very interesting time in my life because my mom's about to go through a really major surgery. And whenever like somebody goes through like a really major surgery, they make you sign like an end of life plan of like, what happens if shit hits the fan? And so my parents then started talking about like needing to redo their wills and all that kinds of stuff. And obviously, like my older brother and I got dragged in on that conversation because like if anything does happen to my parents, we're the ones that manage everything and mm-hmm. like, so this was such a strange timing for this show to happen. And then for my mom to approach me and be like, hey, so I was going through my end of life plan and be like, what? <laughs> what, <are> you, <laughs> what do you mean? But like, it's one of those things where the best thing that you can do for a loved one is to have an end of life plan. Have everything set up to where they don't need to worry about finances when they're grieving. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's, that's my, that's my PSA for like, if you maybe don't have a will or, you know, whatever it is that you have to, you have to set up for your location, look into getting them set up, even if you're young and healthy, because um, you don't want your loved ones to have to, like if something unexpected happens to have to be worrying about, anything to do with lawyers or finances or whatever when you know they need the time for their own sake
1: yep i've already made it public knowledge you get everything so it's it's public (laughs) knowledge it's fine
0: (laughs) i guess i'm moving (laughs) to america guys
1: The only thing Walker gets is the PS5. Everything else you get. <laughs> so I hope you don't want a PS5.
0: Oh, <laughs> darn it. That was the only thing I wanted.
1: Oh, well, I guess my plan to murder
0: you oh, guys out the window.
1: It's fine. I've got $500 stashed away somewhere in my life insurance policy. Just take that. Check oh, the, the couch mind. cushions. <laughs> Just get me cremated and sprinkle my ashes around Japan. Outside of that, I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I always I wanna go out in like a blaze of glory, like shut me on a Viking boat and fire a flaming arrow into the ocean. Like, <laughs> like, like I've always thought so, about like, uh maybe you could like put my body in a cannon and fire it off of a ship and I'll just be chunks blowing everywhere, you know? Like that's <laughs> that's the vibe. Or like Or like oh. I wish there was a forest where you could just like dump a body and let me fertilize the soils but like national park's not gonna let you do that soz. <laughs> we,
1: we could just do that wherever we'd you know inevitably build our uh weeb cabin yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah find a pack of wolves and just give me a limb like that's i want to be useful i want my body to be somehow useful to the earth after my death and that's why I'm like a an organ donor because like the idea that my body is just rotting or like burnt and no like it just it's like that dude who got his limb he got an arm or something bitten off by a shark and then it washed up on shore like a couple weeks after the fact and he was like you didn't even fucking eat it like now i'm mad like you could have had a good meal <laughs> and you spat it out am i like, that disgusting that's fucking rude like you should have at least gotten a meal out of it and he was like almost more pissed up at that than at the shark for biting the limb off in the first place because he's like it's a shark it's gonna shark." but yep. he was mad at the fact that it didn't swallow <laughs> like <for fuck's laughs> that's what she
1: said. <laughs> Oh, I'm so happy that our brains both went there. <laughs> oh, I expect nothing less, but I'm so happy that's where we both went with that. <laughs> um I guess Oh <laughs> yeah, I guess so the only <laughs> major plot point I just really want to talk about, I guess just because mm. of how fucking brutal it was. Was the fight with the demons, but specifically Aura?
0: Mm hmm.
1: Oh my god. It's oh (laughs) my god. Never have Uh -uh. I, I have, you and I collectively have watched well over a year's worth of anime. If you stack Mm -hmm. everything end on end of everything that we've seen, mm hmm in my like eight plus months of the amount of anime that i've seen never have i seen anything to the level of brutality of what that was and here's the thing it wasn't even that brutal it was just the sheer fact and magnitude of what was done and i mean spoiler chicken hats are on so we can sit here and fucking talk about it but oh my God! Like I, no. I'm gonna throw another spoiler chicken hat out just for this. Like yeah, this was.
0: I I'm gonna specifically find the um it's like episode, episode eight number. or
1: nine. It's eight or nine.
0: I'm just if I'm not yeah, pulling it up right now.
1: Um, nine. Nine. Okay.
0: Episode nine. So if you have not seen up to and including episode nine, stop listening now. Go watch it because I, dude, this was, like, (laughs) so in anime, typically, when there's a big fight scene, you get about 15 minutes of fight scene. And then the rest of the episode is like your plot either side. Um, And we had that the episode prior for Fern and Stark when they were fighting um, the other demons that were the underlings of Aura. So we've just watched those two have this really chaotic, um, fantastically animated fight scenes. And with that, we got two different styles of fighting. We got Stark, who was having the typical, like, My Hero Academia vibe, like, you get knocked down, you get up again. da 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 I get knocked <laughs> down.
1: I get up again.
0: Yep, that's sorry. it. <laughs> I'm sorry my I said apparently that's where my brain goes if you ever say and you get knocked down. That's
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean my my brain went there too, so I yeah. I get it. It's fine. Um
0: and then with Fern, you had the almost um uh OP like still a fight scene but with a clear victor vibe. Yep. So you had two different styles of anime fight within the same fight scene because they're both like fans on a bridge, Starks on the floor, and then they're like fighting their demons respectively. And um, you're getting the monologuing, you're getting the um, uh, magical spells, the firework explosions, the big axe fights, like the, um, you're getting everything that you could expect from um, a fight scene for this type of anime within that episode so then you go to Freyrin's fight and you're like well what are they going to do now like how are they going to top that like it we just we're coming off of the back of this dual fight with your expectations met for every possible thing you could possibly want in a really solid fight scene and then the episode starts and it's 15 minutes of setup and you're like what the f- Happening here, and then you start clicking on, and you're clicking, and you're clicking, and you're registering, and you're getting it. And it's set up not just from the beginning of the anime, but from a thousand years prior. And so then you're like, you're watching it, you're getting it, and you get it. You're like, you're clicked in, and then you're just watching more details un- unravel, and you're with it, and you're, you're so stoked. You're ready to see what happens. And then the big reveal Brad, if you're going to take it away with what she does.
1: So little bit of setup to this so aura's power is she has a set of scales Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. for like blue was saying like for the episode prior and this episode they keep alluding to aura's power in the fact that she has such an overwhelming presence of mana her power puts her soul on the scales and anybody who has less mana than her immediately becomes under her control Mm -hmm. And so at the start of the episode, like it's going through setting things up. Like Fern has not Fern, but Fragrin has exhausted like some high level spells to immediately like dispel the magic on some of the undead soldiers fighting for her. And she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you, you just spent a shit ton of mana to do that. So I'm obviously like, I obviously have the most mana, so I'm going to activate the spell. And so you see it on the scales and the scales are like massively flipped in Aura's favor. And then you just see the weights begin to shift. And Freyron's just like, you think this is the amount of mana that I have. And it actually shows the mana differences between the two. Aura has this like huge aura (laughs) and Freyron has like this really small type aura around her and then Frayman is just like you see all you people do is you deceive humans well i've been deceiving you this mm-hmm. entire time and like as the scales begin to f- like right whenever they're even is just like and i'm going to show you like just how much and she fully unleashes her magical aura and mm-hmm. it is massive and then the scales yeah tip beyond anything we've seen up to this anime. Like, the scales basically break. That's how much of a mana difference there is between the two of them. And so, therefore, Freyron gets control over Orr, and she's just like, now kill yourself. Yeah. And just... Oh. (sighs) And then you watch her do it. Yeah. Just, it is... Maybe we should be warning them for that, but like... Maybe, maybe, but... But it's it's just, it's... (laughs) it was oh my god
0: i it was so and she did the badass like turn around and walk away not even watching her do it like it's so clever because this 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 scene as well this episode also gave so much context to fun because when um meets fun Fern has been like um, controlling her mana as well. And like, um, minimizing her mana. And we learn that Freyrin um, and her mental flame, like a thousand years beforehand, um, learned to control her mana. And then when Freyrin was adventuring with Himmel and, um, Hater and, and, um, I forgot his name, the dwarf.
1: Aeson. Yep.
0: Um, And uh, they were adventuring together. She had mentioned, well, Hadra kind of clued in that she was um, minimizing her aura. And she'd been doing it for so long up until this point that it was completely seamless. Like she just did it consistently and didn't even know that she was doing it really. And so he clocks in that she's doing that. And so then when he picks up Fern and he has her as, as his like adopted grandchild, effectively, um, for those couple years before Freyrin comes and asks him if there's anything that she can do for his end of life. Um, uh, he's been teaching Fern to minimise her aura. So we're finding out all of this. We're finding out the backstory of Freyrin with her mentor with Flame, who's like almost a fairy tale at this point because she existed so many years ago and was such a powerful mage that like all the grimoires that are supposedly hers are just fakes and um like her magic her spells and everything they've become legends to the point where people don't even know if she is a real thing she's like saint george who slayed the dragon you know she's that kind of vibe of like like um historical figure and um but so, so we're learning about that. Then we're learning about Fern. Then we're learning about how that intertied, inter, like, intertwined with Hater and Freyrin and when they were adventuring together and then his plan to get Fern to be her apprentice and she didn't want to accept an apprentice that was um, uh, an apprentice mage. She would only take a qualified mage with her on the road because apprentices die and she didn't want to be at fault for a human's death. So then he manipulates her into training Fern and it's like this completely interwoven plot line where that so much of these small details that connect everything together are revealed in this setup to this moment where Fragrant just says, "Kill yourself," and then turns around, sunglasses on, boom, <laughs> like <laughs> like turns it back to the explosion vibe, except it's just Aura slicing her own head off with a sword. Not to mention that the village. Or like the city um, general, like the the chief dude it's like the noble. of this, yeah, yeah, this noble dude of this this um, city that they have been like with for maybe three or so episodes leading up until this point, had had a son that had gone to go and fight in a battle um, and died, and then you see her armor puppet suits within her within aura's army and there around one of the suits necks is a necklace that is the same crest as what this noble is wearing so it's assumed that that's his son and then um they never actually outright say it but it's pretty obvious from the visual context that that's what they were going for
1: Um, especially after the fact whenever they're they're, like giving the last rites and everything like that yeah but also the fact that Freyron realizes that and that's why Mm -hmm. instead of disintegrating the suits of armor like she just dispels the magic to get rid of the curse that's on them to preserve them so that that way like they can officially like put the bodies or i guess at this point just solely the suits of armor to rest
0: yes yeah, um, and so it's like so beautifully interwoven with so many different aspects of the story to just create this setup of just this one liner of just kill yourself, and just
1: it's just like, the way that it was said and the way that it was done. It was mm-hmm. it was incredibly brutal or brutal, but also poetic in a way. Yeah, like it was one of the most distinguishing moments in anime that i've seen mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. and it's and it's a scene that's going to stick with me for i can't tell you how long just because of everything that led up to that and just the impact of that moment like that's i have no words for mm-hmm.
0: that yeah anyway, honestly i'm shows you.
1: a 10 shows perfection. I have I have literally nothing else to say other than for a fantasy anime, for something that is not an isekai, this checks every single motherfucking box that I could ever have. Great soundtrack, great OP and ED, great animation, great story, great characters, good character design. Everything hits. And just uh no, shows a 10. I have <laughs> God, show's incredible.
0: I'm giving it, I'm, I'm giving it a 9.5 because the only point that I disagree with you on is the OP. And this is such a nitty gritty point, but
1: you, I- You're really going to hate on the creators of Idol like that? You're going your to hate on Joe sobe
0: I am going to, and the reason why is because I don't think that they were the right fit for this genre. And this is, this is purely a me thing. I am aware that this is a personal preference, but it's my personal preference and my vote. So screw
1: <laughs> <It's creepy>. you. <laughs> no, um... Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I've, I took that personally. All right, then. <laughs> no.
0: It's so... I just don't think, for me, that I like something so electronic for the um, medieval vibe of the show. And that's a that's a complete personal preference. They use very like um, Celtic kind of music to back the show, so it's not like they're doing like you know synthesizers when like Freire's telling or to go kill herself. Like it's not they're not like it's not auto tuned. Like she's fine. Um, but uh, my, me personally, I just didn't like the OP. I preferred the ED because I found that when it would go from the intro bit and the first section of the episode to the OP, it kind of just pulled me out of the show a little bit from the immersion because of the fact that it was more electronic in style. But that's that's a minor complaint, so I'm giving it a 9.5 because it's so picky that that's the only thing <laughs> that I can really... Like, I'm aware that's me being a picky bitch, but like...
1: <laughs> I mean also of course the EDs better it was done by Millet like you yeah. pretty much the two queens that sit atop the anime landscape you've got Lisa and you've got Millet like that's the two heads of a <laughs> incredible crop of mm-hmm. artists
0: Yeah I think I just think it was um I don't think they did a bad job I think it was a a casting issue maybe like like i just think on
1: your sobe like that shame 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 (laughs) i think
0: they're great i just think that it was the wrong vibe for this show i just wanted something a little bit less electronic for it or electronic in a way that's more like haunting or um like echoey as opposed to robotic which is where i felt it was more and i i don't know really good op just not for this show
1: give it serenity from violet evergarden and i'll also be happy mm. <laughs> yeah. or just slap idol on it let's, let's just put the peak of your on this anime and give it idol yeah
0: <laughs> but yeah let us know what you think of the op like do you think it fits do you think i'm being crazy or do you um agree with me that it was a little bit too electronic for the vibes like do I'm, you care about i'm not disagreeing
1: that it didn't fit, but it was still a great op? It yeah, didn't See, take this me is why out I- of it, like it didn't detract from the show for me mm. that it was there. Like, it, does it fit? No, but is it still a really good op? Yes, it is.
0: Yeah, and see, that's why I'm only knocking off a half a point rather than a whole point is because it was still a good op. I just it didn't fit.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Yeah, and plus, also, I feel like, can I give it a ten when it's not finished yet? Even though I like, if this fucks itself up now I'll cry because it's (laughs) genuinely it's so good and my expectations are here and so
1: this is the third uh, anime in a row that we've said this yeah like 100 girlfriends apothecary diaries and now this like we've got so much writing on these shows one of them doesn't necessarily belong in this category but they all belong in the category of don't you dare fuck this up (laughs)
0: We'll cry live on stream. Like, it'll happen. Like,
1: Oh, I'm here for it. We can record those reactions.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. They fucked it up. Quick, get on live.
1: (laughs) Oh, that would require you to watch something else week to week, though. We know that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. I can't watch myself week to week. I can't watch myself every minute. Come on. Let's be real about this. (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah, that's let's let's just be honest with one another. It's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I overall, don't know what we're, we're doing next week.
0: <laughs> next week we are recording something that is a mystery. You'll find out whenever you gets released. You read yeah, the title. Yeah,
1: whenever it goes live, you'll know, and we'll also know because I I literally have nothing planned. I don't. I don't know what to do because these were kind of the biggest hitters of last season and then i just i don't i don't know
0: my dad's playing a
1: ukulele what about a ukulele
0: my dad's playing it
1: oh fancy
0: he strung a ukulele backwards because he's a lefty (laughs) uh,
1: interesting
0: yeah i can hear him playing a a backwards ukulele
1: oh zom 100 we can do that (laughs)
0: Yeah, sure. We haven't done a zombie one in a while.
1: Yeah. Also, we we started watching that whenever you were first injured and then the show died.
0: I remember... Yeah. I remember <laughs> You're
1: going to restart it from the beginning, aren't you?
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I will also be doing the same because I, I kind of forget everything that's happened since then. So it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah but yeah outside um, of that, socials unless you got something else you want to talk about
0: no i think that's kind of it just uh yeah yeah that's kind of it
1: yeah you looking forward to the rest of frayman after the simulcast ends because it's yeah we're we're definitely finishing this bitch <laughs> yeah but yeah socials V anime brad Garrin vo or brad carter gaming and blues lavenders literally everywhere you can find us there website bnbanime.com and youtube.com slash bnbanime youtube videos will be coming probably within uh by the time this episode airs hopefully <laughs> they'll have started by then who who knows we're gonna have videos fucking cranked out left right and center by the time <laughs> that we get this shit ready You know what we should do in the meantime? What? We need to like go through the videos that we've started making thumbnails for and getting the Mm. timestamps of when we transition from the um, the bantering to the anime and then from the anime to the outro bits, because Mm. I've told you that's how I do the YouTube videos, right?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's like daytime, dusk, nighttime, because I really Mm -hmm. like the transition. I think it's nice.
0: Yeah, that's cute. I like that.
1: Yeah, so that'll be uh, that'll be fun. I'm excited to see the assets that I inevitably get whenever I get them.
0: Yeah, I did a few more thumbnails as well from the ones that I sent you. So we do have like probably like maybe 15 done.
1: Cool. We've got like an entire year's worth of episodes to go through.
0: Yeah, we can start oh, releasing them daily for a while.
1: <laughs> or like every yeah. other day god i suck i apologize
0: you do not we both had a thing with things and neither of us really were there our brains were gone our bodies were done we were out we talked out it's okay but we tap back in now so
1: we do it it'd be fine we we're as bad as each other great things to come (laughs) yeah we've got great things to come so plenty to be excited about and Zom 100 next week so outside of that uh, buh-bye.
0: Bye.